Welcome to US Rail Journeys, Series 2. In this series, I travel from LA to Chicago on the Southwest Chief, then from Chicago to New Orleans on both Amtrak's City of New Orleans train and a rail replacement bus. I then travel back from New Orleans to Los Angeles on the Sunset Limited. I also get to travel on the San Joaquins the Coast Starlight and the Pacific Surfliner, in all over 6,300 miles in 14 days. Welcome to part six of my westward journey on the Sunset Limited. The scenery outside the window changes yet again. I don't think the climate or anything like that has changed very much, but it does seem a bit greener. Green, scrubby, shrubby kind of plants. Not quite as bare as it was before. According to the map I've just been looking at, we're quite near the border with Mexico. The train has now sped up and we're passing some cattle in a field. Looks like what was once green grass. So maybe there is enough grazing to support a few cattle as we go along. Looking south towards the border, I was hoping that by now I would have seen Donald with his bricks. As we're traveling along, it's an area with a patch of scrap. And now we've come to what must be an orchard of some kind or other, because there are trees in formal rows, planted with irrigation channels. Certainly a big change here. It looks like ploughed soil or prepared soil changing from the desert environment to something where agriculture can take place. Possibly as we travel onwards, Half a mile to a mile of reclaimed land, and then we're back. No, we're passing a number of fields, one in front of me being ploughed, one that's green with people working on it. I think we're starting to see a slight change in scenery. Ah, yes, a large water irrigation system going across the field. very quickly back out into the scrubby desert. The effort that they must make to bring arable farming of some kind or other to this area is vast, possibly similar to the original effort of building the railway through this inhospitable terrain. We're now bounding along somewhere between 70 and 80 miles an hour. The ever-changing scene, the mountains are differing, it is absolutely stunning. Big swirl of dust in the middle of that part of the desert. Must be windy out there as well. 
We're lurching a bit, but that's probably to do with our speed. The vista outside the window has changed yet again, either side of the railway track. It's very dry, sandy soil with just the occasional patch of green. In the distance I can see a highway with heavy goods vehicles pounding their way both east and west. A few birds of prey flying, looking for something to eat. We're approximately one hour and a half away from our next station stop of El Paso, Texas. Um, however, Amtrak train number two is headed to El Paso today also, and there's a great possibility they'll be um, arriving to the station first. So, that said, um, probably looking at an estimated time of arrival in El Paso, about 3.40, 3.45 Mountain Standard Time at this point. I'll keep you updated as soon as I get some more information during route. Thank you for traveling Amtrak. That means that we'll be arriving at El Paso roughly two hours and 20 minutes late. Gentlemen, we currently have a stop signal here in Sierra Blanca, Texas. We're waiting for some freight traffic to clear up ahead of us. As soon as that does, uh, we'll be on our way. Once again, uh, got a stop signal here waiting for some freight traffic to clear up. Then we'll be on our way. Thank you for traveling Amtrak. But as I'm in no rush, does it matter if I'm late in 12 Paso? The freight train's passed. We've now got going again. We will soon be heading very close to the border. The small town we were stopped at, like everywhere else, has its dumping ground for old vehicles. A couple of buses and some old cars at the side of town. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Kenny from the dining car. I have called all my reservation times for dinner this evening. No, I'm sorry. I called all my reservation times for lunch this afternoon. There we go. If somehow I've missed you or you decided to change your mind and like to join us for lunch, the dining car is making a last call for lunch reservations here in the dining car. Last call for lunch services here at the dining car. Also, if there's any employees that need to drop their check, please do so at this time. You're better off going Thank that you. way. Pretty opposite direction. I think it's this way. Right We're moving very slowly. We've been drifting along for ten minutes or so. Not really gone very far, and it must be very difficult to control a train to travel at that speed. But now we've come to a stop again. Another freight train in our way. Everyone seems very subdued this afternoon. I suspect that the sun and the heat are starting to take their toll of people's energy. It's not particularly hot in here, the air conditioning's on, but it is decidedly warm. People in shorts, people asleep. Stopped here, uh, some freight traffic up ahead. Once they are clear, we will be on our way to your destination. So once again, we appreciate your patience. Thank you. I'm intrigued to know where the goods train has got to. This short wait has been a mere half hour so far. It would be nice to see some slightly different scenery. But then railway operations do mean that safety has to be the most important thing we think about. There are two or three cows opposite me trying to glean sustenance from this very arid land. <laughs> 
Once again, folks, we appreciate your patience. Just hang in there. We're all in this together. Thank you. Apparently, there's a problem with the points ahead, or switches as they're called in this part of the world. And they're now waiting for maintenance engineers to come and fix them so that the freight train can start to move on. All this is doing is making me later into Los Angeles tomorrow morning and maybe I'll get there at a civilised time rather than 5.30. They're hopeful of clearing the goods train from our path in the very near future. I think we've been here about an hour now. The only thing that has changed in that hour is that the cows that were grazing have walked off. I'm also told that you wouldn't want to get off the train here and walk. There are snakes in the grass. The freight train is on the move, so hopefully soon we'll also be on the move and the scenery in front of my eyes will change. We're moving. I think that was about a, an hour and 20 minutes. Progressing westwards at 10 to 4. Train to get out of the way here should be just a couple minutes, so we'll be on our way. Thank you for driving up So we've got a stop signal. A couple of minutes wait, we're told, and that's five minutes after we got going again. Let's see what happens this time. We're currently going through an area that looks as almost as if it's one vast quarry. Lots of shale, curved rocks. It looks like somebody has dug it out, but I can't imagine that would ever have happened. It must have been forces of nature that have smoothed it over and left it looking like it is. Lots and lots of dried up streams. And so we pass through another area of population, the inevitable scrapyard full of old cars and trucks. Small town, petrol station, even a motel from the sign by the side of the main road, along which the freight trucks swarm at speed. A body of water has come into sight. It doesn't look like a man-made lake. It looks like something genuine. Whereas on the other side of the train, there is what looks like a man-made reservoir. We're currently going along at about the same speed as many of the trucks. We've come to a halt with the eastbound Sunset Limited next to us. They seem to be getting right away before we have, no doubt, to clear the set of points that we need. Passing the dining car, two dining cars the observation car which is full. We're both on our way now. Some going to New Orleans or maybe taking the Texas Eagle route whereas we're going towards Los Angeles. From the side of the train that is facing towards the border we can now start to see the Rio Grande Valley. Lush green, extremely fertile land for farming. That of course is the border between the United States and Mexico. We've stopped for
for a few minutes for yet another signal. Hopefully we will then be able to get on our way and into El Paso. I'm with Len and he's been following our journey ever since we started on the map. Len, where are you going to? Uh, Los Angeles. And is that your final destination? No, uh, my final destination is actually uh, Yosemite tomorrow. But th that's not really even my final de uh, destination because I'm going to Lake Tahoe and I'm going to Reno and San Francisco. Back to L.A. and then I'm flying back to New Orleans to get my car and drive home to Florida. That's quite a long journey. I presume you're on holiday. Uh, yes, I'm on holiday. Have you ever taken this route before? Not by train. And are you enjoying the train journey which you're following inch by inch on the map? Yes, I am very much. Is this your first time taking a train in the United States or have you taken other long distance trains? No, I've taken trains up and down the East Coast, but this is my first time to cross the country. Would you advise it as a good way for people to travel to see the U.S.? Yes, I think if you're interested more in the geography and the terrain and the topography and that sort of thing. Um, I'm an engineer, so I'm interested in that sort of thing. I'm not an engineer, but I still find it fascinating seeing all the different topographies that we go through on all the different routes that I've used. Yeah, like right now we're going through 400 miles of brush, uh, dry desert brush, but not as dry as the actual desert. To the south of us we've got the border and the lush Rio Grande. Yeah, the lower elevation provides uh, the groundwater that is, keeps the area moist for farming in that valley. Well, thank you very much. It's been lovely to talk to you. Thank you. Now, what, what are you going to do with that? Len, you now know the answer to your question about what happens to these interviews. We must be now out of the other side, in as much as there are a lot of trees planted here as crops in rigid rows, a bit like they were the other side of the semi-desert that we passed through. And of course, another community, another junkyard. We've just passed under a long road viaduct, which suggests to me that this area may, in times of heavy rain, suffer from flooding. I'm told the trees that I keep seeing in regular rows are pecans, there are also other crops growing here now. This looks to be quite fertile soil. Cleared land and arable crops. And a cemetery, another small community that we're passing through. The engineers pounding the horn as we go across level crossing after level crossing. The driver's certainly getting a move on. We're travelling at 80 miles an hour across this part of the route to El Paso. I don't know if we're catching up on time or whether 80 is the normal speed. The time is just after 5 o'clock. It is 32 hours since we left New Orleans. And in those 32 hours, we've done about 1160 miles. As we come towards El Paso, the countryside really has changed very, very rapidly. 
we've gone from that really arid, inhospitable territory where only a few cows seem to be able to graze through to this lush, or potentially lush, farming land. We've gone from very small communities to virtually continuous development along the way. And in typical style, we have housing mixed with warehouse units, mixed with factory units, mixed with yet another scrapyard. And this one's a big one. A few minutes ago, we passed one of the biggest warehouses or distribution warehouses I think I've ever seen in my life. It went on for ages. Had its own railway siding. This podcast has been produced by the Mr T Podcast Studio. I thank the passengers and crew of Amtrak's train number one, the Sunset Limited, for making this podcast possible. Thank you for listening. Please join me again in two weeks. Thank you.